0: August 4, twenty one, so off for Pedro Show. He started off with John Coltrane with Thelonious Monk doing Baya, something live for the, I think, nine months he played between shifts with Miles Davis and quitting the shit the year I was born. That's what Love Supreme is all about, people. If you want to spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, well, you could hear, I'm not totally man alone. Watery Love after that with Piece of Piss, one of the best titles ever. fucking... Got to read on this show in twenty years, three months. Thank you so much, my uh, courtesy of brother Bill Nace, through the Yeah uh software engineers of Estonia with their Skype invention. We got Richie Charles. Welcome aboard, Richie.
1: Yo, thank you, Watt. Thank you for having me.
0: And where are you spieling from me to uh from to me? Today? I'm in, I'm in Philadelphia. Ah, okay. To to yeah. Philadelphia. Used to be a oh, navy yeah, yeah. town. When my pop was a sailor, it was act- I mean, there's a big mothball fleet, but they don't sail much more. More. Yeah, much. there's uh, yeah, there's
1: still you know traces of that around over, around the docks.
0: Yeah, it gets smaller and smaller. And I think they got some kind of bullshit war boat-y, uh What do you call it? shrine fetish? We got one here in Pedro too. I'm not going to name the boat, but uh, <laughs> we got a merchant marine ship, uh, U.S. Uh, SS Lane Victory, that still runs. Uh-huh. In fact. Uh but let's get into your story regarding music, your journey. Yeah, Bro- man. Uh Brother Richard, please want to hear? Well, what well, I'd like to bring for us is your earliest now remember it's a Watford Pedro show, so there's no hard uh-huh. questions, there's no wrong answers. But All try to balls. bring your use that quill bar in your fucking mind and bring that earliest yeah. musical memory you got still.
1: I mean, you know, like I think the earliest one stuff that I remember is probably just Tapes my sister brought home and like flipping on MTV. Uh, my parents always tell me that I guess you know when I was a kid, um, what's it called? Uh, what, like a uh, Thriller was like a real big thing. Yeah. And they would tell me that like if I like climbed out of my crib and wanted to hang out, Thriller would inevitably come on TV. I don't know if it was on MTV or what, but they said Thriller was just on every night. And I was like scared of Vincent Price. I would see yeah, like you well, know green eyes. Was- and I'd be gone.
0: What happened was, if I, you know, I didn't watch a lot of that shit, but I remember (laughs) him making like it was like a big whooper, like a bonus video. Yeah, yeah, big dancing and had Vincent, Mister Price, narrating Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, kind of scary shit. They're wearing makeup. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me, man. (laughs) Yeah, and I think Mister Quincy Jones, I mean, pretty good sounding record too. And uh, some, uh, I saw Miles Davis do one of those tunes, Human Nature. You're yeah, kidding. I, I wouldn't shit you. I would not shit you. <laughs> I'm Mitch. sorry, man. You shouldn't question <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I you. But I saw him do that. He also did, time at this period, he has fight with his publisher, so he's doing all these covers. It's near the end. Fourth act. Kind uh-huh. of stuff. So, okay, uh, Mike Jackson. So, you know, a lot of influence on K-pop. You watch all them guys dancing and the ladies, too, over there. Mike Jackson had such an influence on those people. That's why yeah my yeah. that's why uh, J pop and K pop aren't the same thing. I think it's because the U S soldiers in Korea more, uh, because of whatever the situation, and uh, you know black soldiers and yeah some street music right. Yeah, yeah, I'll take okay. it. Yeah, and speaking of Philly, you know Schoolie D, I got to play downtown yep. once with him in the late eighties. Yeah, Mark, he's Parkside. still around, man.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's his neighborhood, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you, <laughs> used to see him around. Used to see him around bars a lot past couple years, or more like maybe ten years ago. You'd run into him. I know he's still kind of out there. Wow, still had his own label and
0: shit. You know, when he was, I think even still just a teenager. Thirsten yeah. On. Okay, so in this pad you grew up, where was it? Was it Philly too? It was like uh, probably like a thirty-minute drive
1: from where I'm sitting right now, north of the city, like. You know, there was a train line direct into town.
0: Sure, I took that train from New York City, Amtrak.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that uh, that Amtrak might have passed through my town, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. It passed through some heavy stuff. <laughs> it's about 100 yeah. miles. And, but at, yeah. anyway, um, was there instruments in that pad you grew up?
1: In the house, there was a uh, like an upright piano, but it was really more like a piece of the furniture. No one really knew how to play it. My sister took lessons, but they never really went anywhere. We would, like, keep it clean, but I, d- I didn't know what to do with it.
0: Did you ever jump on it?
1: I mean, I did, yeah. I learned how to play uh, – there's a song that takes, like, three notes at a time about a a bug sitting in a rug, and I, <laughs> I, I learned how to play that, and that, that was the extent of it.
0: Well, what, what about school? Were you in the marching band or the choir, shit like that? There
1: was um, – I think it was fourth grade we got the choice of, like, we could try and, like, take lessons – at school, and I guess it cut into like my lunch class. I don't know. I don't know how it worked out, but I, uh, you could like take your choice. And, uh, I was told that you could, uh, learn how to play a violin and that would like gear you up to eventually pick up a guitar, or I could just pick up, take like a snare drum lesson and I'd have to, you know, just play one snare drum. So I, I went the snare route and, uh, yeah, messed around with that for a you while. You know
0: where I saw a drum credit like that was the first sing. I think Bob Quine put out Little Your Lunches. It was called Teenage Jesus and the Jerk. Oh man. yeah, yeah. And Bradley, De- it just says drum. It's <laughs> that, just that's, one. that's all he played was snare drum. Yeah, and I think he played a <laughs> No, drum no, no. Discipline. It was Big Jim. It was Big Jim. Bradley was the bass man. Okay. Big, yeah, like, that's great Bob right? Big, big man, tall man. He's done a lot of work with Nick Cave and stuff. Tafalco, uh, okay, okay. So you got on the snare drum now. Did that mean like not marching at the football games? Yeah, none of that. I don't know if
1: maybe if I stuck with it, I would have been able to go that way. But uh, you know, not long after that, I like.
0: Well, your sister was older, right? Yeah, she was. Okay, like okay, eight, eight years so, older. But what I'm saying is, like, her record collection probably had some influence on you, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this time, you know, this was uh, the '80s, so it was like. I don't think she even had records. It was all tapes. So she would have these tapes. Oh, I know what you're getting at. I don't
0: mean, yeah, I'm sorry for being born in 1957. But the medium's not so so important. Uh, Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought with your own money?
1: It was uh, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, MC Hammer.
0: (laughs) The Big Bands okay yeah i don't yeah yeah yeah. the big pants <laughs> the big, big dance pants.
1: moves i thought it had a I lot of i think you started uh, out as a bad boy
0: for the um uh, oakland a's and what was the first gig you went saw richie
1: that would have been i think it was actually fugazi at the truck it was ah, like my buddy birthday and that's a
0: good pad i did a lot of gigs there old burlesque yeah. theater yeah exactly Tied yeah down, right yep yeah right there by the arches yeah yeah now uh so, but yeah, I've noticed a lot of cats in fucking wild ass music are the younger ones in the family. Maybe because they get all that influence, and it's their way of trying Maybe. to get their own identity back or something. It
1: could have been, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who what about is?
0: the shit? I'm not talking Richie about after graduating high school, but after school mm-hmm. in the afternoon, like garage band, basement band, bedroom band. Did you do that?
1: Yeah. Um. At some point, you know, this would have been after quite a few years after like having that snare drum at school. I'd like not played, and then, uh, you know, at some point, me and my buddies had just heard more music, and then when, uh, I guess, I bought a guitar and or I got a guitar for Christmas, and you know, we would get together in like the basement, you know, meet a couple guys, and we mess around.
0: Now, did you do lessons on this guitar? Did you come with an amplifier
1: so at first, I got this acoustic guitar, which I still ah, course, have somewhere around here and but I didn't have a lot of luck with that like you know you had to you had to work harder on that one <laughs> um and I, I didn't have i didn't have the ability the patience the the ear um well, did you take at some the, point i got you, an electric
0: did you take the teacher path is also what i'm asking
1: i so i did um i think at some point i got an electric, like a cheap electric, and then took lessons at a music school, or a uh, a store, rather.
0: Probably the um, store that sold it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely the one that sold me my strings. You know,
0: right? It's probably the... Because I remember Pedro would be like that. Like, in the back of the store, they had little rooms. Oh, yeah. Right? And, you know, it made sense, right? Like, I totally. this, uh great drummer lady in japan and she learned in the yamaha school of drum you know if you're going to sell things why don't you fucking give lessons right
1: right then yeah then they'll sell me another guitar down the line too
0: right 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 so but but how was that experience because sometimes the learning experience is kind of a a turnoff but sometimes it's good so i'm going to ask you
1: well you know it kind of went both ways i went there and um pretty quickly like i didn't show a lot of interest in like learning how to read music or anything but the uh the guy who taught me was a guy who, like, played in, like, cover bands and stuff. And uh, he – and pretty quickly he was like, well, if you want to bring in some music, you know, I can teach you to, teach it to you. So I would bring in, like – I still have uh, this book that he would just – I'd bring in, like, a Black Flag song, and be like, yeah, I want to learn this. And then he would write out the tab for me that day. I actually, you know
0: uh, – So you didn't learn came, came to read music, that. but you learn how to read tabs. You
1: know? Yeah, man, and – yeah, so I, I cheated that way and, you know, still.
0: <laughs> and Well, look, whatever works, right? Because at the end of the day, you're making sounds. And like that Frank Morgan in The Wizard of Oz said, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> so yeah. I, th- I think it's free. You're free to. There is no cheating, no, no wrong, right. Whatever works, works. You, you gave me some more watery love. I want to play this. Yeah, thank you. For Pedro, so that chunk of music started off with Watery Love, Meg's dream catcher, which is named after drummer lady for Watery Love, Meg. I'm
1: yeah, Meg, Meg Baird, yeah, a fantastic guitar player and singer, and then uh, I yeah. conv- we were able to convince her to play drums with Watery Love.
0: Well, the other way around, I think if you could play drums, you can probably play anything, but people don't believe me, because they want to <laughs> think that drummers are idiots, because <laughs> they know where the real power is, assholes. Okay, Dear Like After, that brand new ph- phlebotomy. I think that's uh, knowing shit by uh, feeling the bumps on your head. So Maybe. Tom Hall, too, brand new. Gra- uh, graves from, for failed theories. Graves for failed theories. Say that right, why? And then, uh, uh, yeah, the last part of the Bronze Age UFO, brand new L- Lagoon Monster Rubber Mask. This is part B5, the final part. And then Leaf Blower, The Silence. Uh, I was The Eagle from Sam Lockward, featuring Weird Paul Petrovsky, Bob Buckle Jr., Mirrors, Bombas Prendon Behind Your House. And finally, some more watery love, Empty Walls. So now this band you guys were just fooling around with when you first got the guitar. Uh, Are you still trying to like figure out songs off records? Like you did with the teacher Uh, or are you with your guys actually trying to compose? No, no,
1: we were, we were definitely writing our own stuff. And then we would like maybe play a cover too. You know, it was like that kind of, that kind of thing.
0: Well, can I ask you if it was mostly a practice band or did you guys end up doing gigs?
1: Oh, we did some gigs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did this band have a name? Yeah. This is a pretty lousy
1: band. Um, no, does it have a name? <laughs> Say how <good> it was. <laughs> yeah, so this was, yeah, this band was called Roman Numeral 30. It was, uh, ah, that's
0: interesting. XXX, like Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah, like Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh which I actually became the code for movie, adult movies. But it, yeah. it actually comes from the Middle Ages when people couldn't read, so they wrote down the post so they knew which town they were in. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I mean, what yeah. was the first triple X or Roman numeral? <laughs> Did you actually call the band Roman oh. numeral XXX or did you thirty?
1: No, we put the name thirty in. It. Yeah, we thought it was clever. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember the first gig? Oh, excuse me. I think it was um at a skate park out in uh, out in like suburban Philadelphia, not too far from from where we were. What all was it
0: success? They throw shit. Uh yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess it was all right. We, uh, you know, we had a good time. Okay, okay, then that's a success if don't <laughs> throw shit. <laughs> and if you looked at, yeah, looked at my enough. musical history, <laughs> I, had, I had one time, me and Dee Boo, we had something called the Bright Orange Band, and we it was all like lame-ass uh, copying of the Rolling Stone and Blue Oster Cold and Alice Cooper and Credence and... Uh, anyway, it was a school thing. We were in 10th grade, and D. Boone's pop literally had to drive the pickup truck up to the stage to save us because they were throwing rocks and shit us so hard. Yeah, so I, that's why I, I, mean, I ask people yeah. about the first gigs, and they're always asking, yeah, of course it went good. What, what else could go wrong? You weren't in the <laughs> fucking Bright Orange Bend in 1974. Okay. <laughs> San Pedro, no, California.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess, yeah, everyone was easy on us. Okay. I mean, at some at some point, well, you know I got what? To I gotta the, say it, something
0: about it, skaters, man. They're pretty open minded because they want, you know, people come up with their own style and wild shit, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was never good enough to do much skating. I was yeah, into the culture, think, like but, the mags. Yeah, but
0: I think they uh, look at a parallel with the music that way. And, and over here, the skating was kind of close to punk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was here too. But there's like a in Philly, like a. I was scared to go to the skate spots. Like they were, they were tough. You Like, kids my age would get, like, chased away, or the cops would take your boards. <laughs> so you know? Like, like surfers. Like, you, like surfers. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's like <laughs> a wave thing.
0: My beach, my, uh, uh, what's it called? Ter- ter- territorial pissings. Yeah, uh, Kurt. Yeah, there and, was definitely some of that. Even the people on the hill up here with the money, they act like gangsters when it comes to this, and slash your tires while you're down there surfing assholes. Mm. Yeah, one was the son of the sheriff up there. It don't matter. So, uh... How how long did Roman numeral thirty go? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Uh, Six months. Did you guys ever record?
1: Yeah, we messed. Yeah, we got on a a four track and
0: you know tried. Did you ever press it up? Nah. Okay. So what happens to you with music uh, later on?
1: I mean, I yeah put it down for a while. Actually, at that point, I was um, in high school. I was like watching every band I could, buying every record I could, reading all the magazines, everything. And then at some point, I kind of just stopped paying attention for a couple of years. and. Uh, it
0: happens. Life comes group, in cycles, you know? Yeah. I think Chuck D yeah, said, I, yeah. life comes in cycles. Old is new, no, I ain't no psycho.
1: <laughs> yeah. You said it, man. You said it. Well, Chuck said it. <laughs> I mean, it was... Yeah, and then it was it was quite a few years and then um a buddy of mine I had uh I was living in a house with a couple friends and they had a friend who lived in Cleveland and that guy would like call to talk to my roommates, but if they weren't home we would start rapping and yeah. at some point he was like, You know what, man, I think I'm gonna move back to uh, Philly and I think you should go buy a drum kit and we should start playing and that kind of
0: Oh back to the got snare me moving drum again. Back to the yeah. snare drum. Now, yes, by this, yes, by this so time, I, though, yes, but Richie, by this time, you, you, you got rid of the snare drum, right? You're a guitar man. Um, so what, you go? I buy? I kind of had both. Oh, you had a kit, too? I had, um, well, I had I
1: had a snare drum and some cymbals, and then I he was coming back. He's like, well, I'm going to go buy a new guitar. He bought a Flying V and a full stack, like a Marshall full stack. He's like, <laughs> we're doing this. And I had just gotten, like, my first job that paid me any money at all. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go spend a 1000 bucks on this drum kit. And, and then we, we went for it for a while there. We had a good time. What was it called? That was called Clock Cleaner.
0: Clock it Cleaner, was, that's uh, a good name.
1: And you had no yeah, was, bass. Uh, we, we went through a couple bass players until we found the right one.
0: Okay, so it was a power trio.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I, yeah, I
0: was worried there, Richie. I thought it was poor, lonely kick drum.
1: No, no, we have plenty of respect for the bass, man. Okay, Don't worry. Okay,
0: okay. so t- uh, tell me about the first gig you did with a fucking full stack and a $1,000 drum with, set. What, the third bass with player? With them, oh, and I mean with that,
1: like, you know, that was like cymbals and everything for $1,000. I bought like a uh, a marching band kick drum because I wanted it to be nice and loud. <laughs> So it was like, it was a big, it was a monster.
0: Curt uh, <laughs> Overkill had one of those over here in the old SST days.
1: Oh, yeah. And, it was, man, it was loud. It was a pain in the ass to move around. <laughs> uh, well, did you guys do touring? Yeah, we toured a lot, man. We, yeah, but that toured, fucking it just kick felt drum like to... a lot to me. I don't know. It wasn't no, a lot No, that kick drum things,
0: probably but... bogarted half the boat.
1: Oh, man, it did. And after that, I was an idiot. And that anymore, it's like, yo, if, if a place has a house kit, I'll just play that. You know, I don't need to carry this shit around.
0: Now, how, how long does this band last? Cause you didn't send me of the music from these cats.
1: No, I couldn't find, uh, any of that digitally. We put out stuff. I just didn't have it on my computer. Oh, okay. Um, we did, uh, that band did like two albums, a couple EPs, a bunch of singles. That's uh, pretty we, good. Did, That's we kept it,
0: we kept it going for a while. And like you said, you did tours. Now, now, were really, yeah. they the whole country or just northeast? We would,
1: uh, we would do a bunch of like kind of like weekend things up into New England, maybe a little bit south, and then we would go out for like two, three weeks at a time once in a while. Uh, kind of like to did Texas, you ever get Chicago. on this side
0: of the Rockies. Rockies only,
1: only once. Um, our final trip, and it was a blast. I wish we would have done it some more.
0: Yeah, all right i, I like to time. hear people say that because you, here it's too much belly aching and moaning but you dug it that's great
1: oh no yeah we had a good time man that's and what are for you love years. what are you love got flown out there one time too and that was we'll that get was into water watery
0: love <laughs> next hour because we're at the end of the first mm-hmm. hour now august 4th 2021 just wap the peter show special guest richard charles all time for hour two <laughs> August fourth, twenty twenty one, it's the second hour of the walk for Pedro. Pedro, show we start off the second hour with I'm a Skull from Watery Love, and then Variant with There's Lots of Light Leaking All Over. Lucas Abella with Last Track, Astute Palette with Loose Wings. So, you, you were talking about the last tour, and you did make it to the west side, and then what happened? The band just falls, the wheels fall off? Yeah, um,
1: let me see, we did that, and Shortly after that, uh, the singer, uh, John Sharkey, who's done his own, who's, ah, so you they know, turned into to make a four? music.
0: They turned a uh, four-piece? No, no, we were a three-piece,
1: but the guy, I was playing drums, the guy who was playing guitar and singing and, like, oh, okay, writing the songs okay, and everything, he ended up meeting a lady on one of our tours who was from Australia, and he, uh, he moved down there to be with her. So, okay. you know, that, that broke up the band. Was,
0: uh, yeah, what's we, his name? we had a great run though, Mister uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Right, quote the Raven, "Nevermore." Yeah. Okay, but w- music don't end for you there though, Richie.
1: No. Yeah, uh, that was about when that was kind of fizzling out. Was around the time that uh, me and my buddies started doing Watery Love, and uh, that just kind of grew out of like every. I guess it was every Friday night. Me, Max, and Meg. We're, like, just sitting at the bar together, and eventually we're like, well, you know, if we're going to sit together on a Friday night, why don't we pick up our guitars and do something else?
0: So you didn't play so that, drums?
1: Uh, Meg, no, and, Meg, Meg and it came to what we love. Okay. Yeah, and Meg's an amazing guitar player and a fantastic singer and just a great person. And then she was like – it was kind of like, well, we want to do something else, and Meg never played drums before, so – Let's let's come up with this new arrangement and uh that became watery love.
0: Do you remember the first watery love song you guys wrote together?
1: Yeah, man, I'm a skull.
0: Oh it is! Okay. Oh yeah. So that was I by telepathy, why take the right fucking to <laughs> okay. I mean I also fed that one to you. <laughs> right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, you did for you. But yeah, I mean <laughs> that be,
1: that became like our anthem and we, we weren't all that prolific, so, like, early on, a lot of times, we would play I'm a Skull first at, at the gig, and then would be well, like, do you, well... Do you
0: remember the first Watery gig? The Watery oh, love sure, gig? Oh, sure, man.
1: Yeah, that was in the basement of the Philadelphia Record Exchange. Uh, we did not have a bass player yet, and I was, like, just staring at the floor, just, like, embarrassed, was you there know... Two,
0: was there two guitar players?
1: Yeah, two guitar players. Okay. Neither one of us knew how to tune a guitar. <laughs> like, we both just turned up to 10 and did our best.
0: Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Meg was the real pro, right? She held it together?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. Just, you know, no nonsense. Like, she knew the songs, knew knew how they would go, and then it was up to us to try to try to find our way into it.
0: Right. Now, this band didn't really tour, did it?
1: We, um... Did we we I mean, we did some trips like we went out
0: because it sounds like it's more it was a local band kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was definitely we were definitely not motivated to like really put in the work and like go through the agony of like sleeping on a floor and all this shit. We, I mean, we didn't we just didn't think of of it that way. Um, but, yeah, we we would play in Philly pretty often. We would get out of town a little bit. There was a point when uh, Meg moved to the West Coast. And then we played with another drummer, this guy, Ben, who also kicks ass and uh, got out of town a little bit more with him.
0: Okay. You also gave me something called Astute Palette. Yes. What kind of yes. fucking name is
1: that? <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. The, 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 uh, I didn't come Palette's up with that one, but, but I what you taste with, it. and
0: astute means you're kind of together, right? So I guess you've got a sophisticated mouth. Yeah, it's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> Okay Uh, No, I want to play some more And then I want to hear the story of Astute Palette I'm going to play it, bring it on home We'll be right back.
2: back. Thank you.
0: Show. Yeah, that chunk of music both started and ended with Astute Ballad. <laughs> Bring It On Home, I began the chunk with. Then Al Margolis, Days in the Forest. Love Al Margolis, Chester, New York. King Champion Sounds with Sally Timms. That's brand new out of Holland. I think Sally was with Meekons And uh, King Champion, that, that's uh AJ from Donkey and uh, Sound Man for Dinosaur. Thou Hurricane, getting a little Shakespeare on her ass. And Slarb. (laughs) That's a made-up word, right? Maybe not. No Joy and Sonic Boom. She was just on the show a few episodes ago. And that's her doing a collab. And then finally Astute Palette again. (laughs) No Queen. Okay, the story of Astute Palette, Richard, Brink. All
1: right, that's an easier one. Um, uh, I got, so the voice on not those songs, but the other Astute Palette song you played earlier. That's a guy named Dave Nance who lives in Omaha and puts out his own records with his own band that are that are great. He um, I invited him out here to play a gig, expecting him to play solo. This was night. This was uh two years ago, two summers ago. And presented it to him. He's like, yeah, I'll come out. And then, you know, within a couple of days, he thought about it I was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to we're going to start a new band. I'm going to write some new songs. You're going to be in the band. You're playing drums and we're going to get we're going to get some other people in the band and we we filled out the band. So like
2: a What you heard, change. she had go ahead. a little sea change.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, he really put me to work on that too. He like all all of a sudden was like, "Yeah, yeah, I I had my work cut out for me." Cuz yeah, that guy can play. You know, life deals
0: your hand, right?
1: Yeah, we ran with it. It was it was it was a blast. Um we got together, he he came in for the weekend and we like got together to jam one in the evening. The next day we recorded all the tracks. The one third crack? day.
0: He had one track.
1: That was it. Fuck. Then he did the vocals the next the following morning. This is the third day. Did the vocals and then we played a gig and then that was the last time we were all together. We're we're hoping to do more. I mean, we're not hoping. We're making plans to do more.
0: Now, but, yeah, did, that Dave, was the extent of it. Dee Boone's pop was from Nebraska. Did this guy come up with Astute Palette? <laughs> who, who came up what with do, that what fucking get that? name? Oh, yeah, he did. He
1: did, yeah. Yeah, Dave Nance. Uh, he was okay. like, yeah, we're doing the band. Jo- Johnny Carson Here, here's was Nebraska,
0: too. Maybe that's why. Dee Boone used to have me watch. When we were boys, right, teenagers, and we're watching fucking Johnny Carson. In fact, the first uh-huh. Casablanca record was a double album of, like, excerpts from Johnny Carson's show. This is before Donna Summer and Kiss, you know. So, uh-huh. uh, so a stoop. I mean, did he run a bunch of names by you? I don't know how important <laughs> our fucking band names are. No. But, but I, it's a good beginning, right? You guys are going to come back to it and... I mean, yeah, we're like working that. on doing another one. What What do you think made him have the change of heart or the change of mind from being soloed to like make it want to make a whole band with you? I mean,
1: I I think he I think he wanted to come out with. I don't know. Playing solo is probably a drag. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You would have to ask him. But you he, he he demanded that we uh, put a band together to and him. we did it.
0: I'm going to have to ask him because you never did.
1: Yeah, I guess okay. that's a loose end I never tied up.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, Richie, if you're going to ask me if playing by yourself is a pants shitter, it's fucking like shitting a pecan log. I mean, <laughs> for Oh, I should imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Some other cats, it's the total geo, so they can just run with it, okay? Humans are different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A little bit. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah, a,
0: a, a little bit, and so <laughs> you know, sometimes, so so, okay, he had to write these songs too, right? Yeah, man, he just writes songs. This guy, he is full of songs. I mean, the day he gets to Philly, well, he had written them ahead of time, like, oh, and he. Oh, was, okay, so he used the stuff he was going to use for his solo performance and adapted them yeah, to a band.
1: No, no, I don't even think it was that. I think, I think he was like, you know what, like maybe he sat down and started to figure out a solo set and was like, you know, this sucks. <laughs> what I want to do
0: is have a band. And so I got the material, I'll just flesh it out to have guys with me.
1: Yeah, and you know, he he uh he had like kind of like half finished songs, stuff like that, and we kinda got together and like wrangled them into, you know, a beginning and an end.
0: Can I ask a personal question? Yeah, you may. Did you use a chart?
1: Oh, no, man. I, what do we, I couldn't imagine what the chart would even tell me.
0: Well, like, how the fucking tunes go. You only had one of t- Brackle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't... I mean, uh, it, it was fun. You know, it's funny being around, like, actual musicians that way and hearing them talk about stuff. Yeah. Like, the, the voice, the girl who sings on the songs you played, Emily, she's, like, an amazing guitar player, singer. She engineered that whole record. Yeah. The bass player is a fantastic bass player, Dan Provenzano. And they're like, they're, oh, that's what thinking. you
0: meant by saying that you're always the weakest player. Oh because yeah, I don't by think far. weakest, Richie. I just think maybe not as much academic experience, but
1: maybe. But I mean, I don't know
0: any music <laughs> theory.
1: Like, yeah, they're, but they're I having think, conversations, and, like I, I to- and I,
0: I, I <clears throat> yeah. But remember, at the end of the day, I told you it's sound. So yeah, whatever you guys had to do to get to that, I think it's valid. And also, it's the end of the second hour, August 4, twenty twenty-one. Pedro, so special guest, Richie Charles, time ta- 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 for our three. August 4th, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro's.
3: Mørk aften. Det var også den sidste aften i år. Nytters aften. Nytters aften. I, I, I denne kulde og i dette mørke gik på gaden en lille med bart hoved og nøgne fødder. Ja, hun havde jo rigtig nok haft tøfler på, da hun kom fra, Men den kunne det hjælpe? Hendes mor havde sidst brugt dem, så store var de. Dem tabte den lille pige, da hun skyndte sig over gaden i det to vogne for så grueligt stærkt forbi. Den ene tøffel var ikke at finde, og den anden løb en dreng med. Han sagde, at den kunne han brug til vokke, når han selv fik børn. Der gik nu den lille pige på de nøgne små fødder, der var røde og blå af kulde. I et gammelt forklæde holdt hun en mængde svogelstikker, og ét bundt gik hun med i hånd Ingen havde den hele dag købt af hende. Ingen havde givet hende en skilling. Sulten og forfrossen gik hun og så så forkuget ud den lille stakke. <tryk> i gaden så dejligt, at gussestak. Det var jo nytårsaften. Ja, det tænkte hun på. Ja, Hende en krog mellem to huse. Det ene gik lidt mere frem i gaden end det andet. Der satte hun sig og krøb sammen. nej. nej. I små ben havde hun trukket op under sig, men hun frøste endnu mere. Og hjem troede hun ikke gå. Hun havde jo ingen svogelstik og søgt. Ikke fået en eneste skilling. og varme fingrene. Hun træk en ud. Rigtig. Og, og sprogede den og brændte den. Det var en varm klar lule, ligesom et lille lys, der hun rødte hånden om den. Det var et underligt lys. Den lille pige syntes, hun sad foran en stor jernkakelån med blanke messingkugler og messingtrumle. Helt brændte så velsignet. Bare noget så godt. Nej, hvad var det? Den lille stragte allerede fødderne ud for os at med disse. Da slukkede flammen, kakelokken forsvandt. Hun sad med en lille stump af den udbrændte svolgstikke i hånden.
1: Do, do this every... Euro show. Go ahead. What's that, Richie? Oh, I was okay. going to say, man, you do this every day, don't you?
0: No, five days a week okay. since November.
1: Well, so that's the still last a lot 20, of days,
0: uh, You know, before that, 19-something years, it'd be once a week unless I was on tour. But when okay. the situation came, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. The music's a lifeline, right? You can't do gigs. Then let's talk to other dudes about it. Let's keep it going somehow. And I it love shook. it, man. You know what? Yeah. It's opened up my whole thing, too. I've met so many cats because... You know, people ask me about the old days, and I say it's about people. So are the new days. It's all about fucking people. It's yeah, man. I yeah, I dude. I and I love
1: that you're you're enthusiastic about it to this day and see it that way. Because
0: well, if you're not, then you're jiving. You're just fucking servicing a lifestyle. Fuck that. Yeah. You want your last gig going out halfway? Fuck. Nah. No. no no no. No sleepwalking, no holding pattern, no cruise control, no rubber stamp, no Xerox machine. That's what oh, yeah, man. To... <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and it's not Watts' idea. It's, I'm a part of a movement. It's, it's nebulous, but... Okay, a little proof from Astute Palette. Babe's New York City. you are shopping on the moon. Uh, the four E's together. I don't know how to pronounce that. E, they're from Italy. Sadef Fragatora. Fra- Fra- yeah. Calibos out of Irvine, Texas. Fractal Points. Carl 2000, I Think I Love You. Can't copyright a song. Remember the monkeys? No. Partridge Family. Partridge Family. Fuck you, Watt. Pavlos Vaklos and Niklos Malvitas. That's a name of a band. (laughs) Cry. And then Button Down Assholes, Hypnotizing Chickens. Now, when I hear this proj name, band Mm -hmm. name, I'm thinking of, and I remember asking Ig about this song. Hey, is that line about Vincent <laughs> about having that in the ear before? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so my yeah my
1: my way into it was the uh, the Flesh Eaters tune. Um, oh, Chris D. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, because it's a, he, it's
0: I'm worth a million in prizes.
1: <laughs> That's right. it. Yeah. Or well, what he says or the Chris D. the uh, the Flesh Eaters tune. It's like. It's like you know he's he says a lot of words in his songs and at one point he says hypnotizing chickens hypnotizing chickens he says it twice and it's like a hell of an image and uh yeah so we lifted it and slapped it on uh on our record. I know but I'm telling you oh I'm listening
0: lust for life. mm Mhm egg. So I don't know who came first but. Uh, the the one I remember is is a, a second to live, a, a second to die or something. It's got the fingers or candles, but there's a first album yeah. too, and it's got yeah, pon- uh, It's got a tune called P- Pony Dress. You look so good in your pony yep. dress. Oh, okay, then oh. you know. Okay, and yeah, John yeah. Doe's oh, yeah. on both those records, and he's great.
1: Hell yeah, no, those are those are great records. All the
0: yeah. It's just and a yeah, game they- of dominoes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. that's okay okay so tell me about this project, hypnotizing t- t-
1: uh that was um or is uh me and the other constant in watery love uh you know early like you know you were saying you you know early in the pandemic started doing uh doing the radio show we were me and him got together well, and, i was
0: doing more of it because i've been doing it for 20 years
1: or more of it excuse me yeah
0: or or but yeah you you know
1: you you leaned into it
0: leaned into it. That's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, me and him, you know, kind of didn't know what to do. So we got, got our amps out like these tiny little pig nose amps and just for the first time, like I've had a four track forever. I finally plugged it in and oh. we started recording stuff and, uh, and oh, that so this is kind of with. a
0: recording, uh, proj more than the gigs. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. There's no,
1: no gigs booked. No plans for it. But Uh, you, you
0: did give me another tune. I'm on time. I want to play that right now.
1: when we were doing this, I had just gotten my hands on the, uh, what is it? The Feeble Efforts comp on uh, New Alliance. <laughs> yeah. and the, Well, there was actually the, uh,
0: a 7-inch before that called yeah, Feeble Efforts. What's that one called? And then the album's called Mighty Feeble.
1: Yeah, so I got my hands on both of those. In, and, like, I, I got deeply into uh, some of that, some of those early ones you put out. The Shivers, I love. And the Plebes, amazing. Slivers. Oh, Slivers, excuse yeah.
0: me. That's uh, Georgie's brother, Gregory. And Martin it's was awesome. in the, uh, uh also in plebes and stuff uh uh he was one of the guys uh with me and d boom that started new alliance okay so uh you're hip to that early stuff and, yeah and well knowing that you guys did
1: that those comps on like four tracks i was like yeah, no man. no
0: well the, the only requirement was that no master tapes you had to give us the thing on a cassette so it could be from oh, a four okay. track cassette yeah but it could be also from a stereo cassette or a mono just a voice okay. memo. Shit, D. Boone was pounding on some machine with a wrench, and it turned into a Minuteman song called "Themselves." But the first version was for feeble efforts. Let's tell people we what we just heard. Uh, last music yep. of this edition, people hypnotizing chickens. With I'm on, I'm on time. Then Derek Mo, Money Penny with, no love you call real. Uh, the Levy Dumb. Bro, this is Brother Phil up in Mammoth uh, doing a version of a. Uh, God, we make fun of all these people copying songs, but this is kind of a whack uh, variation of uh, Led Zeppelin. Look, look, Ma, no slide version. I guess Jimmy used to slide. I I think the drums, two mics, one in the hallway. And then this other proj, fully glazed, bone out. Or bone out. Yeah. Now, I gotta tell you about Georgie. Glazed, you know, thought I was a donut, you tried to glaze me? Yeah, because Edward had Uh the song called Blaze, and of course... That didn't stay long. It was called glazed, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you didn't want to wake up glazed. But you know, on tour, three fourths through, George, you'd say, "Man, the crack of Don better watch Yeah, <laughs> Don't be touching me." <laughs> he had he called it Twitch Fire, so the glaze could be flowing. So tell me about fully glazed. Uh that was another one that um, it was
1: kind of like a, a way to kill time, man. We had a lot of fun. We would, uh, I think, for a year or two, every Tuesday, we would uh, get together in the basement at the Record Exchange. And I would, I would play drums and my buddies, Max, and Ken would play guitars. And we'd record everything we did. And, uh, that's it. and yeah, we came up with that, that record and the song that you played. And, yeah, we had a blast doing it, man.
0: When you were in that basement, was Bill Nace ever with you? <laughs> Bill Nace, I think that when we were
1: doing that band He was still up in Massachusetts
0: Okay.
1: One time during that time Me and him got in the basement together And jammed a little bit And we were trying to play like rock You know, we were trying to like You know, work out riffs and stuff But uh, I think we were too wasted For it to really amount to anything <laughs>
0: Okay, now most of these things in the basement They weren't pre-arranged, right? It happened, it was like a happening.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, with fully glazed especially, we would just kind of turn on the amps and uh, kind of ease into it.
0: And what kind of plans you got now? Now, you were saying you didn't have any plans except fucking recording the uh, hypnotized chickens.
1: Yeah, you mean, uh, like, future plans? Future being, or, like, you,
0: 15 minutes from now. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: well, <laughs> I mean, 15 minutes from now, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> or oh, next week.
0: Okay, let's get a little more. more.
1: Next, next week, week, I mean, as far as, if you're asking about tunes and, like, music, yeah, uh yeah. Probably do more hypnotizing chicken stuff. Uh, we're trying to figure out a weekend for Astute Palette to get back and record. And, you and know, is
0: there a place on the Internet that people can hear this?
1: They could hear it uh, for Astute Palette. So I do I do a label and I put out the Astute Palette record so you could like find your way through it on a band camp site.
0: Yeah, give the, us the uh, URL.
1: The yeah, the, uh, I guess it would be Petty Bunko or yeah, Petty dot band camp. Yeah, you got to spell
0: it, though. Spell it, please.
1: Oh, yeah. P-E-T-T-Y-B-U-N-C-O.
0: Bandcamp.com. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's great because, well, sometimes, I mean, you got to be hard charger and act like nobody is listening, but if somebody if can listen, give them the opportunity, right? That's yeah, man, I'd love, you know, if people dig it, I want them to hear it. Right, right, but you don't want to, like, pander or, like, stoop, so you're going to do what you do and let your freak flag fly. But if they always. want to check it out, yeah, yeah. Well, not always, man. I hear people, I remember one guy was telling me, you know, yeah, I I got to get more focused on a genre. I'm all, too much all over the place. And then I'm thinking, fuck, music is music. Why do you have to do that? Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, what does fucking anything mean? Fuck, we lost Dusty Hill. Life yeah. is, is finite. Dusty Hill, the dust, huh? Yeah, you, you, have you seen him a bunch of times? Oh, man, I saw him blow away Aerosmith when I was a teenager. That's and they clear. were just a little, they didn't have the snakes and the cows yet. It was just set up the mics close. Frank had the little mm-hmm. four-piece. Uh-huh. Get high, everybody, get high. The little old band from Texas. <laughs> yeah. Big honor. Look, you get more of this fully glazed and hypnotized chickens, astute palate, please come back on the show and let's talk about yeah. it.
1: Yeah, love to.
0: Thanks again to Brother Bill Nace for making the connect. Yo, thank you. Absolutely. August 4, 2021 edition of Pedro Show, people. Keep your powder dry.